Paychecks in the Office listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Francesca, how are you doing on this lovely Sunday afternoon? Happy Thanksgiving, although it is past. How was your Thanksgiving? How was the little break? It was lovely. Just came home to New Jersey. Just immediate family. Uh, my, just, you know, my siblings, my parents. And it was a very quiet Thanksgiving. Just five of us at home. Uh, it's, it's been beautiful. Weather has been very nice. Taking the dogs on a lot of walks. <laughs> and other than that, really did nothing else. Been watching season four of The Crown and uh, a couple movies. You know, when you come home and like you never, I guess it's also because I don't have cable television. But when I come home, it's like, wow, you have the whole all the movie channels again so you're like you you always go home and you scroll through the movie channels and you end up watching like random movies. I watched like four Spider-Man movies cuz they just kept different Spider-Man movies kept being on the movie channels. So I really kind of just did um nothing. That sounds <laughs> nothing neat. at all. <laughs> I feel like doing nothing is like the ideal situation sometimes. Yeah. Just watching, TV, watching movies, eating leftovers maybe, whatever it is. A lot may- of leftovers. Yeah, a lot of leftovers. That's what Thanksgiving's about. A lot of good food, although there wasn't any leftover mashed potatoes. Like I had told my mom, I said, hey, woman, don't give away the mashed potatoes. (laughs) And that's exactly what she did. She gave away my mashed potatoes. So there was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a fight between me and my mom the day after Thanksgiving. But we got through it because I couldn't I couldn't cause that much of a ruckus the next day because I basically ruined Thanksgiving on the day of. So I had to like (laughs) my cool the day after Thanksgiving. I I completely ruined Thanksgiving this year. There was no way to complain about mashed potatoes when the series of events occurred on Thanksgiving evening. (laughs) Just, I literally, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to tell this story on the podcast. Yeah. My sister gave me an edible that, I thought was like 20, 25 milligrams and which is like a sweet spot for an edible. And I really don't fuck with edibles. I really don't like them that much. I don't eat them often, but it was offered to me. And I said, Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Why not? 
to my surprise, it was a 75 milligram edible and I ate the entire thing. And long story short, ruined Thanksgiving. I had a major, (laughs) major meltdown slash panic attack slash heart attack in front of my family. Um, and it was not great. I, my, my heart rate was really high. I was screaming that I couldn't breathe. I couldn't swallow. I was having visions of like, you know, this is where it gets fucked up and everybody please keep in mind that this was an edible that I'm convinced was laced. Like I, I don't even think this was just your normal edible. I'm convinced it was laced. Cause I've never felt anything like this in my entire life. I'm sitting outside by the fire and there's lovely music playing. It's really beautiful. Like oh, happy, cheery Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I start thinking like, this is like a movie scene where everything's all fine and dandy. And then somebody goes into the kitchen, gets a knife and murders everybody in the family. And I really like couldn't get this thought out of my brain once it entered. And let me tell you, I was like really high, like panicking on this edible. It was really just an absolute nightmare situation. And then I get this scenario in my head where I think uh, a murder is about to take place and my whole family's about to die. And I may do maybe doing the killing. Like I thought it was going to be a horror story where a girl takes an edible that's laced with like meth and acid and all of a sudden kills her entire family on Thanksgiving. And like, I'm all over the news. That's all I kept thinking about. So that sent me into a panic. It was a really bad night. It was really, really bad. And (laughs) my parents, like, God bless them. They just like, my dad was like, oh, you're a lightweight. Like my dad wasn't even mad. He just kept calling me a lightweight. And my mom was like, way to go. Like you scared your younger cousins. And I was like, oh, good, good. So everybody's, everybody's happy. Everybody's on the same page here. Um, It was, I, I don't, I'm not sure I'll ever eat an edible again. That's where my head's at. It was one of the worst nights of my entire life. It sounds terrifying because I, I, I have had like a very the smallest scale of that occur um coming home I wasn't with you guys or was I Was I with you guys when I was sitting on the floor of the airport No nope. Oh wait oh. I feel like that might have been a pen maybe No I know but I'm saying I understood like there's the a feeling of like it's just I'm just reiterating that that kit is like the scariest feeling of all time. Yeah, and it was like times a million. It wasn't like yeah. Your no, that's what I'm saying. It, I it's was doing yeah, laps around my neighborhood, around my back and front yard. Like I was like, I I didn't know what to do with myself. I was losing my damn mind. They put me in the shower, going from hot water to cold water, hot to cold. I was drinking the shower water. I oh my god. I, honestly, like. I was looking down at my body, like my naked body in the shower, and I couldn't believe my boobs were a real thing. Like it was one (laughs) of those moments where I was like really freaking out about everything. I started like touching my boobs being like, oh my God, these things exist. Like it was, it was, that was more of the fun part. That was like (laughs) the entire freak out. But the the part where I thought that I couldn't breathe and I couldn't swallow. Yeah, yeah like I was gonna faint was one of the scariest things I've ever felt and I I don't wish it on my worst enemy like I if my sister would have told me hey this is 75 milligrams I would not have eaten the whole thing I would not have eaten the whole thing but she passed it to me like yeah pop the whole thing I I I don't know I was like oh this must be like 20 I've never seen a a gummy like a small ass gummy be more 
20, 25 milligrams. Uh, no, this thing, it fucked me up. And what's funny is everybody said, cause I don't really remember this. Um, I had like an entire plate of food. It was like, obviously a lot of mashed potatoes, stuffing, turkey, all that. And apparently afterwards I ate it and I was like, I ate too much. I can't breathe. Like I, I really ate too much. I can't breathe. And then two seconds later, I went back and made a plate <laughs> just as big as the first one. So I had, I had two full plates of food while simultaneously saying I ate too much. I can't breathe. Yeah. So just, just all, just absolutely blast. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely all over the place. So we're swearing off edibles. You're swearing off edibles for the time being. Yeah, I'll keep smoking weed, but edibles uh, are no are no go for me going forward. I really no fly zone right now. It's an, I would not want to be in that place ever again. It's it's actually ruined like my last couple of days. It wasn't just it's had a really no, bad on me the days after Thanksgiving. That stays with you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It does. It's uh, it was not quite the relaxing. Thanksgiving that I had pictured, but it is what it is. I did it to myself. And you know what? There's always a story, you know? Yep. Yep. You've lived to tell the tale. (laughs) I lived to tell the tale. I did it for the podcast. I wanted to bring some excitement, Thanksgiving cheer to the show. So there you have it. You can Thanksgiving cheer. (laughs) You can laugh and make fun of me uh, all you want. Maybe, maybe those out there had a similar experience. And if you did hit me up, make me feel better. about Yeah. Um, we do have a lot to catch up on though. And yeah, I feel like whenever we have a break or we don't do a, a podcast, I start see- seeing stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to talk about this. Like it almost feels weird not discussing it with people. I know there's, there were things that I feel like I saw even earlier in the week, last week before, um, the bachelorette where I was like, oh, I definitely want to talk about this. And now i couldn't tell you what it was. Feels like it was months ago. <laughs> it feels so long ago. Same thing with, oh, the Sean Mendez documentary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Noah's yep. head right now. I, I have a concept. Did you watch it, Noah? I turned it on. Like, I think I was doing work and I was just like, I need to see, because Rhea had already told me like what she thought of it. Yeah. And like, it definitely was boring like in my eyes but like I wasn't paying attention but I think like just going in having her already tell me that and then I'm like yeah this guy is just so boring like right. it all seemed like kind of fake I don't know it didn't seem like a uh like a genuine like documentary of like we're like following him it was just kind of like him talking about his life I don't know yeah I you know hot take coming through I thought it was incredibly boring I thought it was, it, it bored me like no other. It was like watching paint dry on a wall. I, after I watched, and don't get me wrong, extremely talented guy. Like I'm not taking away him being a really talented musician. Just his documentary was one of the most boring documentaries I've ever seen. <laughs> I I went and turned on Takashi 69s documentary on Hulu after just to feel something. I was like, I, I need a little... I need a little spice in my life. I'm going to watch six nines documentary. <laughs> I mean, Rhea talked about how boring it was that I immediately watched the whole thing. And yeah, there wasn't like any massive moment because I just feel like Sean Mendez himself as a person, like 
doesn't do crazy shit. Like he just lives, like he does music, he dates Camilla and like, he doesn't really have anything else like that's happening. (laughs) And so, I mean, like I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I liked the Camilla parts. It made me want to go see Shawn Mendes in concert. I feel like he puts on a, a, a great show. I feel like we're saying her name wrong. Did I say, what did I say? It was Camila. I think it's Camila Cabello. No, I think it might be Camila. Cause when I was watching it, uh, I even said to myself, damn, Shawn Mendes is saying it differently than we've been saying it. I gotta go back and watch now. But- I suppose the proper Spanish way of saying it would be Camila. Yeah. I think I, I, but I be- think, I think universe, I feel like people definitely call her Camilla. Like it's, mm-hmm. well, that's yeah. what I'm So I, but I wouldn't yeah. watch it. I was like, huh. Right, right. I, yeah, I don't know. I, Sean Mendez is definitely not like a very polarizing figure. Like, he hasn't gotten into any scandals. He hasn't gotten into any trouble. Like, there's no, there's no, like, big redemption story. Like, you know you have a documentary that's kind of like, eh, when the whole big thing is like, oh, he he had to go on some vocal rest and had to cancel a show. I think, and like, I that think was John like, Mayer that like, was said like that the, to him. Yeah, that was like the big moment. Like, he, he, you know, he's not sleeping with a ton of girls. He's so young still, and he's had a girlfriend for so long. Like, there's just not really anything that's so that sways people both ways. Like, I feel like nobody really hates Sean Mendez. Maybe there are people out there who do like hate Sean Mendez, but he's just, I feel like he always falls kind of in that middle ground. Everyone's like, Oh, Sean Mendez, talented kid. Doesn't like, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. And to me, that's like boring. Like once again, yeah. great kid, great musician. Yeah. So proud of him and his accomplishments but pretty boring, <laughs> which is fine. I just, I feel like maybe I got a little, I love a good documentary about musicians. So I feel like I got myself hyped up to watch a Shawn Mendes documentary and it was right. my own fault. I, I should have. Well, we're, we're also spoiled with like musicians who have these insane stories and these insane ups and downs that make the documentary like so crazy. And this kid is making a documentary about his life at 23 years old right he's 23 22 23 like he hasn't even lived that much life to really like have a lot of shit happen to him well you could argue that justin bieber had a crazy life and a crazy documentary before the age of 23 totally but i think justin was way more famous at an earlier age than Sean Mendez like Sean Mendez was definitely famous when he was younger the whole vine thing and everything but it was never at the Justin Bieber level yeah we needed Sean Mendez to get into some sort of scandal and then release a documentary like he needs right. something crazy and then come out with a, an updated version of that documentary right he's just too pure like he he still has all his childhood friends like he's got his best friend with him all the time like he he just he's He's too pure, which is, a, you know, phenomenal for him. Like, it's impressive that he has stayed like that with the level of fame that he has now. It would have been crazy if he, like, came out in the documentary. Then people would be like, whoa, Sean Mendes, that's wild. Absolutely, but Sean Mendes, still straight. Yeah, still straight <laughs> and in love with Camila Cabello. 
Yes. They, I did really enjoy those parts of the two of them together. They're very sweet in like a kind of a gross way. Yeah, I'm rooting for them. I'm just like, oh, okay. Sean always liked her. She liked him. Will they make it? Who knows? But we're rooting for them. Yeah, I, I liked him talking about how like, because they're both kind of in the same situations and they both are musicians and they both are performers that they like he feels so comfortable talking to her and like she understands so much of his life he's like i don't know if i could date somebody who didn't really understand like the my my life so it was sweet like that they obviously are very much on the same page right now but they are very young so yeah. I couldn't believe, I was like, wait, Sean Mendes is my age. That's insane. I thought he was definitely older than I was, but yeah, he's not. So maybe he'll do some reckless shit in the future and we'll get a yeah. documentary, but we have some super many- hot. I still find him very attractive. I do. <laughs> you don't want to know what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously he's an objectively very good looking guy. Yeah. Who did I compare? I I texted Kelly something like I'd rather fuck so and so than Sean Mendez, and I can't remember who I said, but I was like, like Sean Mendez makes love. He doesn't fuck you. He's right, right. A sensual, like maybe boring sex, but maybe it's it's lovely at the same time. But he's not like going. he could be a giver. He could be a giver, but but like he's not like pounding you. You know what no. I mean. Like, Sean, no, it's definitely not. But I don't really like. I don't really want that. <laughs> well, to each their own. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. some people like it rough. Some people <laughs> like it sensual. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I like once again. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I should say it. I don't know if I should say it. Are you saying Jason Sudeikis? Is that who you're gonna say? Because <laughs> no. remember, you've had this conversation. <laughs> would i think i actually would rather fuck jason sudeikis <laughs> that is such a random why did that you is so it? random no because we, we you had the same conversation i don't know if it was on the podcast remember you're talking about jason sudeikis and you're like oh, and you're oh. like you were like i would rather jason than like and then you even said like zach efron or something did i say yeah, I, you, okay you i mean we were also wasted noah thank you for bringing that up for the millionth time like can't we just get past that like <laughs> Wait, I'd like to retract that statement. I, I think I think even in the moment you retracted it, like after you said it. Yeah, I would not rather fuck Jason Sudeikis over Zac Efron. <laughs> that's that's crazy. But I would I would say like I don't know Sean, Pete Davidson, Machine Gun Kelly. Like I think I'd rather fuck Machine Gun Kelly. Well, but- look, look, it just shows that you like a guy that's a little more rough around the edges. That's all, which is fine. True. True. Like Sean Mendez is as cookie cutter as it gets. That's a good point. That's a good point. You're more into like the classically good looking people who are like, you know. Yeah. Very Sean t- Mendez is right up my alley. A good yeah, boy. He's right up your alley. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's just a good boy. <laughs> the way you can not get good boy is like making me uncomfortable, but it's fine. <laughs> It made me it made me feel a little uncomfortable because it felt like I was kind of saying it like I was his mom. Yeah, oh, he's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. All right. Line creepy vibes. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll just move right on from that. Yep. It is time. I can't the fact that Noah came out with Jason Sudeikis out of nowhere is one of the funniest things Noah said in a while. Like <laughs> Jason it, It's not completely random. Like you were having the same discussion about him. 
No, I know, but I don't. Okay, remember. but we were that. <laughs> also like we were talking about him because we were talking about his divorce. It wasn't like Jason Sudeikis, his name just came out of nowhere. It was because we had a whole topic around him breaking up with Olivia Wilde. Like, yeah, like, like, like Jason there were some other guys that you said you would like prefer Jason Sudeikis. That's even not Zac Efron, but I was like, wow, like that's surprising. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but I'm like, so maybe they just have a thing for Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> the fact that you took anything we said at that time seriously is not good. <laughs> not good at all. That means so many other people did as well. Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Well, I mean, you know what, Sudeikis. <laughs> I still, you know, put him up again. I, I don't know who, but I like Jason Sudeikis. And while we're at it, I like Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant lately, I'm like, I'm not really into like older men like that. You know what I mean? I'm not like a, I feel like, do you like, friend? do you like like older guys? Like, you know, like dad, DILF vibes. Are you into that sort of thing? It's very um, case by case. <laughs> exactly. I really don't get that way often at all like I really am like almost turned off by by that but Hugh Grant lately I'm like what he's a he's a nice looking gentleman an older a nice looking older gentleman definitely Hugh Grant although you know and Hugh Grant is I, I feel like always been adorable and people love Hugh Grant but there is something um he had that whole uh prostitute scandal yeah, yeah, no, he's got a, you know, he's got a, he's got a little bit of a dirty side to him for sure. He's got like a, like a, we don't really know what's going on in Hugh Grant's personal life. On the, I'm talking more on the movie screen, like everybody loves Hugh Grant. Yes. Um, but he, I shockingly looked up his age recently and he's way younger than I thought. Like he's younger. I thought he was older. This is going to be a ridiculous comparison because we're talking about Hugh Grant being hot, but I thought he was older than my dad and yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not. So, but he Wait. looks older. Okay. So now this actually is going to determine Hugh Grant's hotness because if Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey are around the same age, then Hugh Grant's hotness immediately gets bumped down. So let's look. Okay. No, oh no. Oh, Hugh Grant is is Oh, is, he's 60 years old. Yes. He's a good looking guy for 60 years old. I'll stand yes. by. No, abs- he absolutely is. He oh. absolutely is. Matthew McConaughey is way younger. And not way younger. He's 51. That's I, almost- I, 51 and 60 is light years away from each other. You think? Yes. That's that's almost a decade. Yes. That's that is a, that is a decade. Damn, Matthew McConaughey. All right. <laughs> Anyways, now I'm just looking at pictures. Moving on, moving on. It's time to get into the po- uh, the the topics. Um, enough talking about all these fine men. Um, yeah. Getting horny on a Monday morning. Let me just give a compliment to a beautiful woman though while we're on this. You know, <laughs> we complimented a lot of men in the past 10 minutes. I want yeah. to compliment Nicole Kidman because mm-hmm. the undoing finale is tonight. By the time you listen to it, it'll be out already. I just want to say that Nicole Kidman is one of the most captivating actresses in the entire world. Everything about her, from her eyes to her hair, to her outfits, to her skin, to the way she speaks, she is so goddamn captivating that it just has to be recognized. Obviously, she's Nicole Kidman. It gets recognized often. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I've been thinking about it today. I'm like, she really captivates me. She, She is very interesting to me, just as a human. I just... Not to get really into the details, but like her life is just very interesting to me. Like the Keith Urban relationship, the Tom Cruise relationship, the kids that she has 
with Tom Cruise that she doesn't really acknowledge. Like there's, there's so there's a lot, like I need a, a Nicole Kidman documentary. He has kids with Tom Cruise. Yeah. They adopted children and she, no idea. Yeah. And that's because whenever she accepts an award, she mentions her children with Tom, uh, with um, Keith Urban and really does not ever talk about her other children because I don't think they have a relationship, but I also think that's because, the child. I don't think both of them. I'm not quite sure on this. I, this could be wrong. I will say, but I think one of them might still be into the Scientology thing, mm-hmm. and Nicole Kidman obviously is not. But they're yeah, she is definitely estranged from her children with Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman is entirely too tall for Tom Cruise, so I'm glad that they didn't work out. She does love some short kings because I don't think Keith Urban is that tall either. <laughs> I think she just may be a tall, tall woman. So she's a tall woman. How tall is Keith Urban? He can't be that tall. I know that. Oh, actually, he's 5'10. Okay. That is like the perfect height for a man. I think way taller than Tom Cruise. Maybe not the perfect height, but like a good height. Like I don't look at a 5'10 man and say you're short. Yeah. No, it's because Nicole Kimmon is literally six feet tall. Like Nicole Kimmon's 5'11. She's so tall. (laughs) Tom Cruise is listed as 5'7", which means he's 5'5". Yep, absolutely. 100%. Anytime the men in that area get like that 5'7 listing, take an inch off. You and Tom Cruise are the same height. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right. Time to get into the topics once again. (laughs) We're actually going to get into them this time. We have the Grammy nominations and all the drama that goes along with that. Miley Cyrus released her new album, Plastic Hearts. Caitlin Bristow won Dancing with the Stars. Saved by the Bell reboot found themselves in a little bit of a Selena Gomez controversy. Very weird. Kristen (laughs) Cavallari had some drunk Instagram stories, followed by Jay Cutler drunk Instagram stories. They're just going back at each other. And that's it. So let's get into it, starting off with the Grammys. Tons of sales. This is the time to jump on it. Get your holiday shopping done now. Do it. And if you're doing it, if you're doing it now, let me tell you, you are doing it so wrong if you're not using honey. I will tell you what I did this weekend. You know, Friday, did some did some online shopping, and I would be lost without Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. It automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. If you're shopping any of your favorite sites, all you have to do is when you go to the checkout, a little box drops down and you click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds for it to scan and you watch the prices drop. It's so, so easy. Um, Recently, I was shopping on, I believe it was adidas and sephora also as well and once you get to the checkout it's right there drops down scans and you know what it saved me like 20 bucks which is amazing when you are online shopping to get those deals it's like 
it's like magic. You hit that, it scans, and when it gives you the number, it's just such an amazing feeling to know that all you had to do was download Honey, and that was it. And it's free to have. So you're literally giving up free money. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over 2 billion dollars in savings that's billion with a b so like i said if you are not using honey you're literally passing up free money it is free to use and installs in just a few seconds so get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash chicks that's joinhoney.com slash chicks the grammy nominations were released last week and we have a lot of drama following the announcement the drama post Grammy nominations has almost been more intense than any award show drama I feel like I've ever seen. Um, a lot of people were left out of the Grammys this year. That has made it seem like there's some shady shit going on with the Grammys. Because besides besides so many people who have been le- left out of certain categories... The weekend is obviously the biggest one. The weekend put out After Hours, which is arguably one of the biggest albums of the year. Blinding Lights is one of the biggest songs of the year. And he got zero nominations. Zero. It's definitely crazy, number one, because of the facts that you said, but also crazy because he's the Super Bowl halftime performer. I don't yep. think become the Super Bowl halftime performer by just like not being a great artist. And I feel like with award shows, there's always some sneaky shit that happens uh, on the inside. You, uh, Halsey posted an entire story about it, which yeah. you know we'll get into because she also wasn't nominated for a manic and bullshit. She, yes. It's bullshit. And I think that she pointed out some good points being like, it sucks when, you know, you or somebody else that you think should get nominated doesn't get recognized because there's a lot of things you have to go through, a lot of connections behind closed doors, maybe appearances you need to make, money you need to pay, whatever it may yep. be. But then you also think about your friends that did get nominated and did get recognized, and that's good for them as well. So there's there's a little back and forth here because obviously, you know, we, we talk about Harry Styles and we're like, yes, Harry Styles was nominated. He got a few nominations. We're so happy for Harry. Let's go. And then you just, you feel bad for the ones that were left yeah. in the dust. Absolutely. And it's so political because it's like okay you know your record label is submitting you for these categories and they're obviously going to put their weight behind maybe only a couple artists who they really think have a chance which could leave other artists in the dust um i saw some people saying like When you're kind of in that weird now, because so many albums, the sounds cross over genres, like there's so many different sounds. So it's like, okay, people are saying for after hours, did the R&B committee say, oh, that's a pop album. And did the pop committee say, oh, that's an R&B album. But it's like, which doesn't justify anything because hello, Blinding Lights is absolutely record of the year and didn't get nominated for that. So it's all very weird with like, and it's like what Justin Bieber did. Justin Bieber nominated multiple times for changes. And 
he posted on his Instagram, like, hey, not trying to like sound ungrateful or anything like that, but just got to say, like, I made this album as an R&B album and it's not a pop album and I'm nominated in, in all pop categories. But that's where it's like iffy to me because I'm like, well, if your record label submitted your album to be reviewed for, you know, to be nominated like, did they submit it in the pop category? Did they say like what? I, I don't quite understand fully how that process goes. Like if that's under control of Justin's people or the Grammys, the they change that on their own. So it's all very complicated, I feel like. Yeah, I think it is very complicated, especially with the Grammys and with music awards. I feel like movies and TV is a little more straightforward because you can easily tell when something is a comedy or a drama or whatever it may be. With music, there are so many different categories that songs can fall into. I mean, even last year, Tyler, Tyler, the creator won, and he was very thankful that he won, but he was like, this is not a rap album. And it was put into rap, but he won, but he's like, this isn't a rap album. Justin Bieber, he is known as a pop star. So when his album gets put into the pop category, you're like, oh, that makes sense. He's a pop star, but he wanted it. R&B so there's so many different I feel like when you when you're trying to figure out the genre of music it's so hard to figure it out but when it comes to just like actually being recognized and nominated I think that's where the the real problem falls like the weekend he put on his uh Instagram he wrote the Grammys remain corrupt you owe me my fans and the industry transparency and then he wrote collaboratively planning a performance for weeks to not be invited in my opinion zero nominations equal you're not invited so it sounds like they had uh been collaborating on a performance for the weekend to do with the Grammys and yet he wasn't even nominated why are you having somebody perform at the Grammys that you didn't even nominate. Why do you want their why do you want their music up there? You didn't nominate them. So I think it's bullshit and Halsey as well, she posted a really long statement um and at the end of the statement she even said like this is probably going to get me this is probably going to get me blacklisted. Yeah. Yeah. She said the Grammys are an elusive process. It can often be about behind the scenes private performances, knowing the right people, campaigning through the grapevine with the right handshakes and quote bribes that can be that can be just ambiguous enough to pass as not bribes. And if you get that far, it's about committing to exclusive TV performances and making sure you help the Academy make their millions in advertising on the night of the show. So that I also think ties into the weekend. Cause as you said, the weekend is the Super Bowl halftime performer, which is the week after the Grammys. And both are um, both are on CBS, I believe, but it's like the, there's always been talk about the Super Bowl halftime performer has like blackout dates. Like they can't perform weeks before and weeks after the Super Bowl to really hype up the Super Bowl halftime show. So did that cause the Grammys um, and the Academy to be like, well, he's performing at the Super Bowl. We're not going to get like some kind of exclusive performance from him. Um, The Grammys president like dismissed all of these rumors, which to me, I think is bullshit. Like, I feel like this is definitely one of the reasons that contributed to it was that he is the Super Bowl halftime performer and they want him to be like a main attraction for the Grammys and not like an afterthought for the Grammys. Like not, not like the Grammys performance to kind of be like a, oh, I have to perform the Grammys while I'm practicing for the Super Bowl halftime show. And... I don't know. It's 
It really just doesn't make any sense. It really makes zero logical sense. Yeah. And I think that the hard part about it is obviously we say like, you know, the weekend should have been nominated. Halsey should have been nominated. These people should have been yeah. nominated. Then you have to recognize the people who were and be happy for them. I, I, I mean, the pop vocal album category is going to be a tough one. You got uh, Dua Lipa, Harry Styles, um, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Justin Bieber all yeah. in one category. That's absolutely insane. Like that is all five great albums. Um, yeah. And you, you have to say like, they all deserved it. So right. you take out and replace them, yeah. with, you know? Yeah. That's why it's so hard because when it is five slots for these categories, when you have, really like great albums from people you know obviously some people are are not going to make the cut but i always felt like if maybe one if you're left out of like one of the bigger categories and you had like a pretty popular album that people really liked or was critically acclaimed or whatever that they they put you in maybe like a lower category or something of less of something like that so when it's just straight up zero, that's crazy to me. Like I know, you know, Harry Styles, like we said, has got a couple now, uh, three nominations this time around when he didn't get any for his first album and fine lines is fantastic, but it's like, and it, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird because to me, I'm like, well, watermelon sugar you could not go anywhere without hearing watermelon sugar all year. It was such a huge sh- song. Like how does that not fall into one of those other major categories? But you know, I guess it is what it is. Did watermelon sugar get nominated though. I think the music not, video did. No, the adore you music adore video you. did watermelon sugar got nominated for pop solo performance. Yeah. That's like, I, I was kind of surprised that that got left out of, um, like the bigger, you know, record of the year, mm-hmm. song of the year, ones like that, just because they have a bigger list. But they also try and diversify, right? Like you look at some of the songs that are in those categories and I'm like, I've never even heard that song before because they do try and make sure it's not all pop, you know, extremely popular music, so. Right. Did you, did you see what Drake said? No. Drake came out with like a, sta- a big statement too, just kind of saying what everyone else is saying, but he also was like this it's a good time for us to start something new, like being like they should make a new award show and like compete with the Grammys. Cause that would be the only way. Yeah. I did yeah. Let's make a new Academy. Yeah. No, I feel like if a lot of artists got together though, to make something like a lot of big artists got together, that's the issue though, is that a lot of people probably don't want to piss off the, like yeah. if I can imagine, do I think Dua Lipa wants to piss off the Grammys? And no. Be like, no, she's sticking with that. She's not going to the other thing because she's gonna she's gonna clean up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also on the point of Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar, very very popular song. Obviously very good. It upsets me though that that's like not even the best song on his album. Not even close. You know what I mean? It's oh it's always like just the really popular song, and then yeah. you think about the whole album and you're like, that wasn't even the best one. Right. I mean, that's how After Hours, I loved, I liked that album a lot. And I wouldn't say Blinding Lights was the best song on that album either, but it's the song, like whatever song is chosen to be that single, that's the one that's going to skyrocket, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you it's just. Got nominated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, right. Like well, insane, but I don't know. It's 
it's hard and you would hope that maybe they can come up with something else. Uh, if Sir Elton John wants to create his own thing, like, you know, Elton John's out here post on Instagram, like talking about how the weekend got screwed. So maybe we get some of the older generation who is ready um who like you know just don't give a fuck anymore because they're absolute legends and they don't need to care about the grammys to be like hey we're gonna we're gonna change some shit right and think about it now like the weekend if he gets nominated in the future he's not gonna care he's not gonna feel like fuck you (laughs) i feel like he's gonna do it like frank ocean did with blonde where he doesn't he like told the grammys beforehand like i'm not submitting this like i don't want to be part of the grammys Yeah. Yeah. He just won't come. He won't submit any of his work to be considered. And you know what? That's a badass move because that was also a fantastic album from Frank Ocean that you don't need the Grammys to recognize that. Everybody knows that was a great album. So. Yeah. I just feel like you're. But also we stand with the other artists that got nominated. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard because you're so happy for the ones that who are obviously ecstatic, like watching Noah Cyrus ball her eyes out about getting a, um best new artist nomination like they're so happy and it's such a big moment that it's like you're you can only be happy for them um but also recognize that year after year more like very shady shit happens with the grammys every award show it's not even just the grammys every single award show is corrupt in some way yeah definitely all about that money they're trying to get the ads the people's choice (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like it's just you know they're they they want the biggest names they want the the headliners they want to get the ad dollars get the 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 ratings up high and they could care less who actually wins the award (laughs) yeah like when uh cardi b beat travis scott come on Come on, love Cardi, but the, the one that everyone talks about and like right now is uh, I think it was 2014 when Macklemore beat like Kendrick, Drake, Jay Z, like all these yes. people, and that was just such bullshit. It was like, oh my god, are we really doing this? There's sometimes that you're just completely shocked by the outcome, and it's. I feel like the Grammys have notor. Yeah, I feel like the Grammys have notoriously messed up rap music in like the last decade. Oh yeah. Except where they I'm just sure I was happy Tyler the creator one but once again he was like that's not a rap album <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh I'll never forget when uh um Justin Bieber lost best new artist to Esperanza Spalding I believe her name is <laughs> <laughs> see that's crazy and it's and look n- would never like, I don't really know. I don't know anything about her at all, you know, but that it was shocking when that happened and you're like, who the heck is this? Um, but she is like a classically trained, absolutely phenomenal musician. Right. But it's wild when the more popular person you see him go down like that i mean i was upset when when the jones brothers lost to uh adele and that was rightfully so so yeah. <laughs> it's like all kind of evens out eventually <laughs> i was gonna say meg the stallion's a lock for new artists but i don't know noah cyrus might take it who knows what who the- knows who knows doja cat yeah no i'm really, <laughs> i'm rooting for meg all the way oh yeah i i hope so i'm and noah too i feel like i mean it's just Shout I don't to- know. Well, because 
I straight up twerk in the mirror every second I get because of Meg. I see her videos and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. And I've, I've completely taught myself thanks to her. So thank you, Megan. I really enjoyed the TikTok she reposted this week of the family doing doing body and the grandparents in their wheelchairs. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah, she posts some good videos. Yeah. Cyrus released her new album called Plastic Hearts. This was advertised as a rock album. And yeah. I would like to say it's not a rock album. This is this is not what I would call, you know, now we're talking about genres of music. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> it sounded like old Miley Cyrus like breakout. Like this yeah. th- that's what this sounded to me. I was expecting full on rock Miley and I think that I was disappointed because I was expecting rock, but it was still good. That it was like a it was pop to me, in my personal opinion, but it was still good. I'm with you on that. I um I definitely I don't know. I feel like we got different expectations because you know she releases Midnight Sky. She releases um, the Midnight Sky remix with Stevie Nicks. And then more recently, we've just been hearing her do these awesome covers that she has absolutely crushed. And so in my mind, it was like, oh, is this album going to sound more like these covers? Where it's like, you know, and I, and I, I think that was what I had thought, which was not the case. It definitely feels more eighties synthetic poppy, which is great because, you know, Miley has put out um, a ton of albums and I definitely, I've listened to the whole thing a couple times now. And I, I like, I like it because there, she just has so many different sounds that it's like, you never really know when you start the album, you're like, what is this going to sound like? Because you just aren't, you're, you just aren't sure. Like when she released Younger Now, um, I was like, okay, I, there's a couple songs I like, but it's not really doing it for me. Um, there's Miley Cyrus and her Dead Pets. That album was not doing it for me. <laughs> so I wasn't quite sure where this is going. And when Miley herself says this is a rock album, you, we kind of, I, I was thinking it was going to be more like, similar to some of the covers she was doing. Honestly, she should just put out an album entirely of covers. I feel like that would be a great thing, but Plastic Hearts is fun. It's fun. It's, it's, she's definitely telling her story. You can tell she just went through a breakup. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked the music from it. I thought it was fun. That's the perfect way to, to describe it. I love like 80s pop music and that's the vibe I got from it. Definitely not rock. You're right. The cover she was doing was way more rock. And I think that's what we were both expecting from the album. And I think I would have 
enjoyed that more just because it was what I was expecting. But I still like the songs on this album a lot. And I, I think it's really fun. I love uh, Joan Jett being on it and Billy Idol. And I think that was really cool. But like they didn't even sound like rock stars to me and they are rock yeah. stars. So it was to me, I was that's what I was disappointed in. Um, it very much sounded like old Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana to me, which is completely fine because I love those songs. Like I, you know, I still put on Hannah Montana, old Miley Cyrus, like when I'm dancing around my room or just cleaning or whatever it may be. I still listen to that. That's the vibe I got from this album. Not not rock music. So that's completely fine. I just was expecting something way different, but still yes. very good and very fun. Yes, expectations did not meet reality but that did not mean i didn't in enjoy the album like you said and i don't know there's there was just some things that i i didn't like there's some some things with some of the songs i was like oh i kind of wish you didn't do that like the joan jett song i really like but the but the uh, 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 like the I'm like take take cut that out. The song would be so much better without these weird. I, like, I feel like a lot of these songs are gonna sound really good live. Like definitely stripped down. Fran, that was the same exact thought I had about the Joan Jett song because it completely. I like the song, but I was like every five seconds I'm listening to her moan and I can't yeah. exactly enjoy enjoy the the song because I'm just listening to her moan yeah. and make this weird noise constantly. Um, and Joan Jett is one of my favorite artists. So I was like really excited. And then I was kind of let down, but at the same time, fun. Like I am not going to shit on the album. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever heard. Just like you said, not what we expected. Exactly. Lo- love Miley forever and ever and ever. And I will 100% go see her perform this album. Like Noah said, will be super fun. I think to watch live when artists are able to tour again and hopefully she does tour with this with this album but i don't know i i was listening to her singing uh zombie on repeat for like weeks and was kind of thinking that that was what this album was going to sound like and it was different which is you know yeah we keep going oh it was different it's fine it's fine no, yeah yeah, yeah. We understand that we don't hate it but we can be honest yeah. Today, yeah. you know wasn't bone chilling it wasn't what it wasn't suspenseful it wasn't what i wanted from this album from miley and listen we can't all get what we want we're not miley cyrus we're not in charge of the album i just like did we hear her wrong when she said it was going to be a rock album (laughs) because i I, it honestly like set me off if i'm being completely honest (laughs) i was listening to this song and i i would listen to a song and go all right that was pop next all right, that was yeah. song. next. Uh, after the fifth song, I literally, I looked at Hank and I said, this is not a fucking rock album. <laughs> I started getting like angry about it, which is where I had to stop myself and say, relax, relax. Listen, it's not a rock album. But I like the song High. That was like the only song that stuck out to me. That Yeah, that was a good one. I actually really like the one with Dua Lipa. I think that oh, yeah, was that's a good one too. Favorite. I do, I do. And her, she has always really crushed her slower like slow songs I've always really loved. And there was more of those on there than I expected as well. I really liked, um, I really like hate me. I really like, uh, I really like plastic hearts and what the fuck do I know is fun. Cause I just feel like it's like, Hey Liam, see you next, see you never pal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Either way, I feel like Miley Cyrus is on the road of releasing new music more often than she was in the past. So I'm excited either way. Right. I would love it if she pulled like a Taylor Swift situation and just came out with another album in like nine months. That's actually rock. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. have to give a quick shout out to our girl Caitlin Bristow who officially won Dancing with the Stars with her partner Artem. They took home the Mirrorball trophy. Very, very exciting news. I know there was a lot of conversation about whether or not she or Neve deserved it. You know, they were they were the final two. Um, well, there was a final four, but it was up yes. to that in the end. And I saw a lot of people afterwards being like, Neve deserved it. Neve deserved it. I think they both deserved it. I think that Neve was such a great dancer. It really could have gone to either one of them, but Caitlin had the bigger fan base. And that's really it. What that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it was a it was a toss up, and I I know I've talked about it a million times with Dancing with the Stars that you want people to vote on their dancing ability and not have it be a popularity contest. But Caitlin has very much acknowledged that Bachelor Nation came out and voted for her, and they're both so so talented. Caitlin had posted really cute like videos of her and Neve afterwards of them kind of joking around and she had said how you know they had talked about how if it if it was the two of them at the end that they really both deserved that win and i'm sure neve and jenna were very disappointed and um they danced their asses off like it it's hard because caitlin we love caitlin so so happy for caitlin because it's watching uh it's watching a, a friend fulfill her dreams that she's had for years and to prove to everyone that she is a dancer after her entire life being told she wasn't good enough at being a dancer. So I don't know how like that's really hard not to support. She is fantastic. And Neve, very much the same kind of thing. You're like, wow, this guy's calling is to be a, a ballroom dancer. Like I understand cat like Neve hit the lottery with catfish and now we're finding out that actually his like real, not that, I mean, he's a host of a television show. You can't say his real talent is being catfish. Like that is just something that happened to him. And he <laughs> turned it into um, a massive career and a massive television show and like just a cultural movement really. And so, you know, he's had all these successes and then you watch him dance and you're like, oh my God, he could have been a dancer this whole time. Like, I really do hope that he, continues to dance in some way like when uh, hopefully eventually when broadway does open and things like that like neve should be on stage absolutely he's an incredible performer he really just captivates the audience you know his finale dances were so good and he really just gets into it the facial expressions the body movements everything about him you can tell that he is into it and you know with caitlin i think it was like a fuck you to mike Fleiss or Fleece, yeah, yeah. last name, yeah, not allowing her to do Dancing with the Stars when she originally wanted to. And I think that's why 
to me, number one, she's a friend of ours. So of course we're rooting for yes. her, but you know, I, we have to acknowledge that of course. Yeah. You know. There is like, we're very aware that there is some bias. Like oh, 100%, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. rooting for Caitlin because we're friends with her. Um, but also to the fact that she can now be like, fuck you. I won. I went on the show. I did it. I accomplished it. The same thing. You know, she was told she wasn't a good enough dancer. She wins Dancing with the Stars, accomplishes a dream of hers. To me, that's a beautiful story. And to have two bachelorettes in a row win, I really love that. I think that, you know, people will say, oh, it's because they were both on ABC shows. I don't think it's that at all. I just think that Bachelor Nation shows up for people they really like. And they really like Hannah Brown and they really like Caitlin Bristow. And they were both really good dancers. So I think, you know, they both very much just deserve to win. And Neve, yes, he also deserved to win. If Neve won, I would have said the same. I would have said Neve deserved to win. I wouldn't have said, no, Caitlin deserved to win over Neve. Neve also deserved it. I think it was really, you know, a toss up, but I do hope that Neve in the future sticks with this. I think it's something that he can really go far with. Like you said, when Broadway comes back, maybe he'll do, you know, if Broadway doesn't come back soon, maybe they'll do some sort of musical that ends up on TV and in some way, shape or form that Neve can be a part of. Like, I really think performing is his calling. I think he really knows how to get the audience involved. Absolutely. And Hannah, Hannah was awesome. Caitlin was awesome. I felt like, you know, Mike Fleiss's tweet, like he also tweeted congratulations to Caitlin and I literally almost like tweeted fuck you back to him. Like it's, <laughs> she would have won this years ago if it wasn't for him, but she is a great dancer. And um, I actually felt like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, they're coming from a- other ABC shows. Like it's rigged. Like in my mind, I felt like Dancing with the Stars, if there was any kind of manipulation, would actually not want Caitlyn to win because they just had a bachelorette win. Where they're like, "Oh, we don't want we don't want two bachelorettes in a in a row to win. Let's change it up, like to have something else." You know, I almost felt like they would almost try and shy away from that. But it goes to show that hopefully they have no control over the situation. They go by the votes, and um, Caitlyn was able to pull it off. And I just gotta say. I'm happy for Jason uh, because I think Jason was starting to go a little cuckoo in lockdown. You know, he'd been in that apartment with those dogs for a long ass time, totally locked down so that he could be with Caitlin and so that she was safe. And so he, you know, the whole situation and like just his Instagrams week after week, I was like, Oh God, this poor guy needs to get back to his life. Like, it's just, it's like, there's so much going on, but he was so, his love for Caitlin is so amazing. He was so happy. The video of him popping the champagne, like I thought he was gonna uh, like pop a blood vessel or something. Yeah, it was so cute just to see that moment. Um, just really happy for them. And now they're back in Nashville and just, I can't imagine anything better than that feeling like, oh, we did it. Now I could just lay in my bed with my dogs and my trophy. Congrats to Caitlin.
guys know we absolutely love Hard Candy Cosmetics. We wear it every single day. I wear their lip crayon and their volumizing lip plumping serum every day. As Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Up there for another one that is just, it just reads like a Mad Libs. Um, Saved by the Bell, the reboot on Peacock (laughs) has got themselves into some hot water because apparently, you know, Rhea and I, we have not watched Saved by the Bell reboot but it is now available on peacock and they seem to have made some jokes about selena gomez and her kidney transplant just like out of fucking left field man like who i don't know what the writers were thinking doing this but obviously the selena fans cut it posted it all over social media they were trending on twitter um the the people on the show are apologizing uh, Fra- um, shoot, what's her name? Franzia. Franzia, yes, she, who is actually the woman who Wait. donated her kidney. Franzia, the wine. <laughs> I realized. Oh no, no, it's um, goddamn. It felt like that. I know what you yes. said. It's it, Fran Francia is really it's Francia. Yeah. I mean, she like posted on her Instagram story that a ton of people from the show were reaching out to her and. Um, because you know, like I said, she is the actually the woman who uh, donated her kidney to to Selena, and she had wrote, you know, some of the cast and producers have reached out to me personally to apologize for this, and I truly appreciate that. But I do want to acknowledge that this public apology from the network should acknowledge the donors that could have been offended by this. It's not about me; it's about acknowledging the great role that donors play. Like it was a scene where two girls, like one girl's, like, no, Selena Gomez is. Kidney donor was Justin Bieber's mom. And then the other girl's like, no, it was Demi Lovato. They're best friends. Like, it didn't make any sense. It was also factually inaccurate. <laughs> Somebody in that writer's room hates Selena Gomez and, and turned it into a joke on the show. I saw this and, like, was laughing out of how absurd it is. Obviously, I'm not laughing that they're making fun of Selena Gomez. But I was laughing because I'm like, wait a second. This, right. out of all things... Out of all things you could put into a TV show, they wrote on the wall, like, Selena Gomez doesn't have a kidney or something like that. And you're like, out of all things, why are we talking about Selena Gomez's kidney transplant? It's Saved by the Bell reboot. I mean, that's not even relevant anymore. That was years ago. Why are we talking about that? Like, just the whole thing was so utterly confusing that you couldn't help but like chuckle about how absurd this was and also i'm thinking if i'm selena gomez i think i'd be really upset like i for a second i was like oh maybe i would laugh you know what i mean but then i thought about and i'm like wait a second this was just out of left field i think i'd be more upset that i didn't even see this coming in any way shape or form out of nowhere somebody at peacock nbc hates me and is making fun of my kidney transplant for, for whatever reason, I have no idea. Making fun of a life event like so massive in Selena Gomez's life that literally saved her life. And then 
I just imagining the writer's room being like, you know what, guys? I think we should I think we should really keep this this Selena Gomez kitty transplant joke. Like, I just feel like that joke. Like, I, I just can't imagine I, I all these writers being like, yep, that's definitely the one. And on top of that, not only did they do that, but like you said, Rhea, there's a locker room scene and on the wall of the locker room, <laughs> there's a giant poster that has written on it, like, does Selena Gomez even have a kidney? Like, I, I, what? Who thought that was a funny joke? Like, Selena Gomez, it, it's so hard because it's, it, like you said, it's so absurd not to laugh at because it, it's like, how dumb can you be to, to make a joke like that for a woman who has a an illness that had caused her to get a kidney transplant where you're like yeah you know what definitely put that in the show that's funny that's a joke like no it's not that's ridiculous they're sitting in the writer's room and they're like this show is really missing something what is you know what it's missing it's missing a Selena Gomez kidney transplant joke. That's what it's missing. Everybody in the writer's room was like, yes, yes, we got it. That's genius, Bob. Bob, how'd you come up with that? Selena Gomez kidney transplant? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Gold. Of all, of all the pop culture references. For Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> because that's that Selena Gomez kidney transplant joke. Of all the pop culture references they could go to that they're like hey let's let's make this show relatable like let's talk about some 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 uh celebrities and really like you know i i don't even know well, it's they just about if anything they could have talked about and i i i almost feel like people would have been more outraged at this if they talked about like justin bieber marrying Haley baldwin instead of selena gomez and right. that would have been like oh okay okay you know why are we bringing this up but i get it they're trying totally to be- Make fun of that and not make fun of Selena Gomez's actual health. Like that's next episode so absurd. Is, next episode is Justin Bieber has Lyme disease all over the lockers. <laughs> but it's like, what? It's like just, what? Who's coming up with this? It's so insulting that it, it, it's like so ignorant and insulting to people who have been through those events in their lives. Like either, you know, kidney donors or people who have received kidneys like to to be watching this show say by the bell reboot this is supposed to be as wholesome as it gets it's freaking say by the bell like what are we doing it ain't it ain't the old say by the bell i'll tell you that much nope clearly not clearly not kidney transplants on the old say by the bell no it was just it was not something we expected to see today uh that this people um that they that they did this but you know they but hopefully they make the proper apologies. I think they should write a if they haven't already, they should write a big fat check. I think the I think the um creators of the show did say that they were donating to Selena Gomez's foundation, um, which they should probably triple the size of that check. I have no idea how this happened. I saw on Twitter respect Selena Gomez was trending, and I thought it was another like Justin Haley yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I thought, you know, Haley accidentally liked one of selena gomez's fan page things again you know the usual not uh, saved by the bell literally writing in a joke about her kidney transplant definitely not good not good peacock bad
Thanksgiving, someone let their hair down uh, on Instagram. That was Kristen Cavallari. She and her best friend, Justin Anderson, were on their Instagram stories. Justin was like, I've been trying to get Kristen more active on here. Let's take some questions. Let's let's get wild. They had been drinking. Uh, Kristen was definitely a little white girl wasted. And they were having a great time. And props to them because they were answering questions I didn't think that they would answer. Yeah, it was definitely exciting, exciting stuff on Thanksgiving. And then it was followed up by Jay Cutler posting on Instagram with Shannon, who was fired from Kristen Cavallari's store uh, after the first season of Very Cavallari. So I think I think as much as much as we think Jay Cutler doesn't care, I actually think he does care. I'm starting to lean towards Jay Cutler cares. Absolutely. He he doesn't post that on his feed not even a story, like a full-blown post of him and Shannon having oysters. They're, they're like at an oyster bar. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, exactly. It looked like, I think they were in, I, I want to say Charleston. Um, because, you know, Kristen's on her story talking about how Stephen Coletti is the best kisser she's ever kissed. Like, maybe he, Kristen, he felt a little insulted. <laughs> Kristen, we know you want that Stephen Coletti dick. Just go get it. Just go get that Stephen Clyde dick. You know you want it. Go get back together. Just do it. Just do it for everybody wanting that to happen. And then go make a reality TV show about it. If you're not actually going to get back together, then fake it and make a TV show to entertain us all. Absolutely. Because what is the point of all this back and forth between Kristen and um, and Stephen? I feel like we've talked about them uh, a lot recently. Just from like, you know, she had that picture that everybody freaked out about and she is, she's doing Mary fuck kills on there. Um, And I want to say, I think she did a Hills one, right? It was like with Brody, Justin, Bobby, and was it Steven? You're asking somebody who was also fucked up on Thanksgiving. Right. Correct. Correct. That is very, very true. Uh, that is very true. She, I will find it. Give me I one second. Bloody one just because that one was like, whoa. Yes. It was. Bloody yes. is the best kisser. And <laughs> my younger self is freaking out. Also, what does that say about all the other guys that Kristen has kissed in her life that the best kisser was like her high school boyfriend? You know, like normally your high school boyfriend is not the best kisser that you have had in your life. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's just so hung up on him that in her maybe he's not actually the best kisser, but in her mind, he's the best kisser. Because if she was still with Jay, she's going to say Jay's the best kisser, obviously. Absolutely. And it was Stephen Brody and Justin Bobby for the Mary fuck kill. And it was Mary Stephen fuck Brody and kill Justin Bobby, obviously, which to be honest which, to be honest, is the easiest Mary fuck kill of all time. I, I would love to meet someone that would give me a different answer on that. Oh, it's the easiest one ever. You put Brody Jenner in any Mary fuck kill, and Brody Jenner automatically goes to the fuck spot. It's like not even a debate. And you put Justin Bobby in any Mary fuck kill, he's automatically going to the kill spot. So you, that leaves Stephen Coletti, who's a nice boy, and you're like, okay, I'll marry him. Yeah, exactly. And then. Meanwhile, uh, Jay Cutler spent Thanksgiving with Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher. Um, they were posting, you know, some of their dinner as well. I'm 
you know, Jay, I've got mixed feelings about Jay and I feel like there was maybe some COVID jokes going on. Like there was like a whole platter, not even platter. It was a buffet of food, like so many, so much food that Mike Fisher had commented on it and was like, it's a lot of food for eight masked people. And it almost felt like sarcasm, you know, it almost felt like he was like trying to be like, yeah, we were eight masked people at Thanksgiving when in reality it was something way bigger, but that's, that's just how I felt about it. I have no actual truth behind that. I I mean, any facts behind that, but that's how it read. Meanwhile, Jay then posts this picture with Shannon and it's just like, he just likes to poke. He pokes, he pokes and pokes and pokes until like it, the bubble bursts, you know? Yeah, I don't really love Jay Cutler. He kind of pisses me off. I think he's kind of an asshole, but at the same time, I respect his level of like poking the bear and really like not caring what other people think about him. Because because I think for a little bit we got the we were confused between um, him not caring about what people think about him and him not caring about Kristen. I think he very much cares about Kristen and that relationship, but I don't think he cares at all about what people think of him or what they say about him or, or anything of that sort. So that I, um, I admire people who can like go about their lives and not care what people think about them. Like that's, that's what I try to be, but I, I'm also like, I, you know, I don't really love Jay Cutler kind of think he's a dick. Right. Uh, 100%. I agree with you. Absolutely. Jay Cutler is the like, epitome now of zero fucks given he posts whatever he wants he says whatever he wants he has his opinions that he has no problem putting out there regardless of um if people disagree with him or not and that's fine but and and he obviously knew people were going to freak out when he posted that instagram five minutes after he posted it like every comment was like "Ooh, drama like what are you doing jay like it was there was just so many people uh freaking out about it and it's it's still up there he is just everyone's like stir that pot jay petty jay is the best jay this is drama alexa play savage by meg the stallion jay stirring the pot petty af like just everybody was applauding his pettiness (laughs) give give jay cutler his own reality tv show that would be very interesting because Jay's life seems to be more like more weird shits going on with Jay than I feel like Kristen right now. Yeah, exactly. And also you said zero fucks given. I'd like to say Kevin Hart's uh, new Netflix special is called zero fucks given. It was pretty funny. All right. That's nice. I it out there. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. All right, that wraps up today's episode of Chicks in the Office. Just a reminder, it is Cyber Monday, so make sure you go to store.barstoolsports.com, go to brands, go to Chicks in the Office, shop all our new merch. We have amazing new merch out. Friday Energy uh, shirts, long-sleeve shirts that are like kind of sweatshirt, kind of long-sleeve material with this beautiful stitching. We got a new beanie. We got an amazing Friday Energy blanket that is so comfortable, so make sure you shop, shop, shop while it's on sale for Cyber Monday. Support your favorite podcast aka chicks in the office we love you guys have an amazing week bye